Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4.4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And I've got a question for you today. What if your time was right now? What if today was your last day? And if it was, how confident are you that you would spend eternity in the very rest that is heaven for all of eternity that he promises and he provides? You know, I've heard this question asked before and am actually going through a study with uh, Jody Broyles on Romans. And we were discussing this very thing and these very questions that kind of show its face in, in Romans as well as in the Hebrew letter that we've been talking about. And when we were discussing these questions, we both came away in our study thinking just how sad it is that many Christians will take the stance to those very questions that I just don't know, or I'm not really sure. And continuing some 44s from Hebrews these last few weeks, the Hebrew writer takes a big bite out of this question by encouraging those Jewish Christians to be diligent to enter the rest that he promises, that God promises and that God provides. And what he's told them leading up to this point where he says, be diligent to enter the rest in chapter 4 and verse 11 is, listen, Jesus did all of this to bring you to glory. Jesus did this to free you from the fear of death. Jesus did this and he offers help for you, which we looked at last week through Epilumbanamai and Baitheo. And what we look at today on the 44 is how he tells them a part of being diligent to enter that rest is to hold fast to your confidence and to hold fast to the boasting of our hope. And he tells them to hold tight until the end. So let's break these down a little bit. And let's start with being diligent to enter that rest for all of eternity by first looking at how to hold fast to our confidence. Because I'll tell you what, the confidence that he's talking about us having is not the kind that answers that question I started with by saying, ah, man, you know, I, I don't know, or I'm not really sure. Now, what is hard here for us in seeing this word confidence and that we should have it is that we typically will associate that confidence or boldness, as some versions read, as someone that's walking around a little too puffed up. And it's a, a lot more of a negative thing than a positive. I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily being uh, like being around people that, that walk around and they're too confident, uh, they're too puffed up in the way that rubs me the wrong way. It's a little rude a little bit conceited, too much ego, too puffed up. But can I assure you that part of entering and being diligent to enter into that rest from chapter 4 and verse 11 is being confident 
or or being bold, not in those ways, but being confident in him. It's the kind of confidence that that he does give aid, that he is true to his promises. And I can be confident in that fellowship that I have with him. So just as these people that the Hebrew writer is writing to were going through some really hard things, I do too. And even in those moments, I've got to hold fast to confidence and and I can be I can be bold about my faith in the face of rejection and persecution and hard stuff in life. But that's not all. Because he also says to hold on to the boasting of our hope. Again, hard for us to understand this in our English because our view on someone that boasts is what exactly? I mean, do you like hanging around people that are boasting? Typically not. So why hold on to that? Well, while we normally will associate boasting with arrogance, the view that we take on that is unattractive because what we typically become boastful about or arrogant and are boasting about is things that I have done. And we boast in such a way that it's look at me and look at what I did. But the boasting of our hope that the writer is talking about here is the boasting about what God has done for us, as we talked about last week. And this doesn't carry with it any arrogance or annoyance, but instead should carry with it a sense of appreciation and gladness. And Paul backs this up and gives us a great example in Romans chapter 15 and verse 17, where he says that in Christ, in him, I have found reason for boasting in things pertaining to God. It's the very idea that I am boasting about what he has done. And my own personal opinion on this from Hebrews is that Maybe the better word here that he's challenging the readers of this letter with and us today that we would understand a little bit better is to be proud. Man, if you've made that decision to follow him, you've been baptized, you believe, be proud of that decision that you made. Be proud of that confession and that choice that you made to say yes I believe that Jesus is the son of the living God. Now listen, real quick, can I 1000% assure you that what he is not saying is that making that choice somehow alleviates us from stuff happening. It's not to say that we won't go through stuff or junk or hard stuff in life, but if, the key word is that big two-letter word, if, You hold fast to the faith. If you hold on to him, if you fix your eyes on him and are diligent to enter that rest, those things that do pop up in your life, when we do those things, will become so much smaller than what they really are because your eyes are set. Your mind, you know, is is set and it's fixed on things that are above. It's the idea that when those things come, yeah, they're hard and they're difficult you know, and they're challenging, but those things don't stress me out. They don't make me panicky or or frightful. Why? Because I got him and I'm proud of that decision that I made. He's got my back 
And that's what we need to hold fast to. But back to that original question I started with at the beginning of this episode, maybe this will encourage you if you're one of those that wavers in that land of, ah, man, Jed, I hear your question, but I don't know, man, or, or maybe I'll spend eternity with him. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 reads that there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. The Hebrew writer might have worded this uh, in this chapter 3 and chapter 4 area, that, that there is no condemnation for those who are in his house. We really need to grab hold of this and be confident about it. You see, because what causes us to waver in throwing out a maybe to that original question or a I don't know, is what we've done. It's the sin. It's the mess-ups. It's the failures. But can I just point out for you that this passage does not read that there is no condemnation for those who are perfect. There is no condemnation for those that don't make any mistakes in Christ Jesus. We have all fallen short. But again, let me remind you, you are in Christ. Be proud. Forget all that junk that life throws at you and the stuff that Satan comes at you with. Jed, you aren't good enough. You aren't doing enough. You aren't giving enough. You aren't this. You haven't done that. Whatever, man. Don't listen to that noise and that mess. Be confident. Because you see, the hope that he's talking about here that we should be boasting about is not the kind of hope that is, ah, well, maybe, or I sure hope so. There's nothing wishful about it. It's the hope that is confident, and it is bold in expectation about that eternal rest. It is that I know it, and I can answer with a resounding yes. And and why? Is it because of my performance? Is it because of anything that I have done? Absolutely not. We'll never be able to give enough, do enough, attend church enough, pray enough. It is totally and completely because of the grace that he provides and the faith and the belief that I have in him. Let me finish with this because just as important as those two things are in being diligent to enter that rest that he provides in that last part of Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 6 is again that big two-letter word, if we are firm until the end. He says it again in verse 14 of that chapter. You've become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. You see, the journey to enter that rest is not a matter of how fast you travel, But rather, it's day by day holding fast and standing firm to that decision you made, to be proud of that, setting your sights and fixing your eyes on Him. We don't do that. And that is where we end up on shaky ground. And we start to move and we start to drift and we start to neglect. And ultimately, as he also writes in chapter 3, we become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin and of Satan And we fall into that place of unbelief. Now listen, I don't know your heart and you don't know mine. I can't read yours. You can't read mine. But man, if I've made that confession, 
and I've been baptized and am continuing to believe and to endure and still in this thing that is following him, be confident about where you're going. Be proud of that decision you made. Keep your aim set on that higher calling and be diligent to enter into that eternal rest all the way up until the very end. It's coming. And I don't know about you guys, but I cannot wait. But here, while we do wait, let me encourage you today as the Hebrew writer wrote an encouragement, be diligent to enter that rest. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Now, go eat.